Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Uh, right, hello everybody. Welcome back to James and Flav for now. Thank you to our beloved patrons and, uh, crucially, thank you to our lovely live show people. For those of you who don't know, we did our first ever live show on Monday, it was glorious. Uh, we've broke. We've had a debrief on our mailbag. And again, you could have enjoyed all of that if you were to become a patron. So if you would like to become a patron, feel bloody free. There is one email that I've forgotten to put in the running order, but I do want to uh, discuss very briefly because it was um, some thoughts from the live show. Um, it came from a guy called uh, Ben. And uh, he said, my housemate and I came along to Jaffin live show last night. Uh, we were the two specky kids sat on the front row, me in a lead shirt, him in a mullet. Lead shirt, lead shirt is hot hands, is he? Is that hot hands we're talking about? No, no, no. hot hands okay. was, <laughs> I can't remember his name. He's right. a guy from okay. the north Sorry. somewhere. Wouldn't want to Scottish guy, I think. He was Scottish. Okay. Scotland. Uh, and I'm emailing oh, because I've wanted oh, to hot. thank you for the evening and leave you with my thoughts. Firstly... I'd bet money that Thomas Martin wouldn't be singing Ness and Dorma at the end and would actually be singing Nosh and Dorma. And while I'm not that disappointed we can only move forwards, I feel like some brainstorming should happen between now and the next one. In any case, he was bloody brilliant. Again, for those of you who missed this live show, make sure you're at the next live show because, look, we, Tom, Tom needs to sing again, essentially. It was yeah. stunning. I remember, I remember the kid with the mullet, and there's one picture where he looks really sad and um, you know, uninterested and like, what am I doing here? Mm. And then another one when it, when Thomas Martin, uh, when Thomas Martin finished that and hit that note. He was ecstatic, this kid. Like, you watch it, he's like... <laughs> yeah! Yeah! <laughs> oh, it's so good. It was so good. God, yeah, so if you didn't come to this first one, obviously we did it a smaller venue, which we thought was a big enough venue. It obviously wasn't. Uh, so we will look into going again and maybe trying to have a bigger capacity and just carrying on from it because it honestly it was really 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 great fun to to meet all of you uh just to finish off this email because i feel like it's important um so i also want to get in touch because much to my amusement my housemate has been absolutely violated on twitter attached far more than being the brother who didn't know all the in jokes Jamie has actually been watching since One for the Weekend. Your insights and videos are part of our insight, our daily routine. And when we left, we, especially Jay, wished he'd used the chance to thank you more for being that even keel. His name is Jamie Winston, and I was wondering if it'd be possible to shout him out on the pod in any way, uh, only if it's passing. So, Jamie, thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you to both you, Ben and Jamie, for coming. And uh, just to show the violation, um, because it was funny, you tweeted this, Flav. What? I can't you, see. Oh, sorry, hang on, hang on. I can't speak. I, I can't can speak. I can't see. Speak. <laughs> Can I right. see? So stage one of the violation was as follows. So uh, Flav thanking everyone. There's a lovely little picture there. Yeah. We skip along to Sonny, who had a lot to say for himself, despite not being at the event. He said, glad this guy had a laugh. Oh, no, sorry, it was Will who called him out. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy. That's my guy. That's mullet guy, yeah. Poor mullet guy um, yeah. was violated on Twitter because he, yeah, he that's literally in the middle of a great moment there. 
Everyone else is smiling. Look at all those smiling faces elsewhere. And he's just, I don't know what he's thinking. What's he contemplating there? Uh, life. Mm. Existing. What is the meaning of it all? Indeed. And then back to Jaffin. Yeah. Uh, anyway, definitely the brother who came along and didn't know all the in-jokes. There he is. <laughs> he came for the noshoffs and left disappointed. There were no noshes. Sadly, not, well, not that happened. I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of. I mean, I'll be fuming if there was, and I wasn't aware of it. I wasn't interested in getting involved. But the... Fuming. Fuming. If I've not been notified of any noshes, I'll be absolutely yeah. fuming. If, if, there was, if there was any noshes that I wasn't aware of, they didn't count. Yeah, didn't count. Fake nosh. Didn't count. Yeah, it was, it's like, forget it. Twas a fake nosh. Right. Last week it seemed to work quite well, so let's dive into some hot, steamy, sluggy, hook in. Just let's round up some slugs, some new slugs, with some football debate chat. Got lots of good stuff. No Big Jim Laugh Award this week, Flav. Nothing? You didn't find anything funny? There was a lot of interesting, because I thought about this as I was doing the running order. I was like, lots of interesting chat. But yeah. very little funny chat, if I'm honest. Um, we've got a calling it. And actually, oh, yeah, the live show. You'll, if, you'll never hear it because I won't read it on the pod. But the calling it story from the live show, which is in the, it's in the comments from last week's podcast. Go back and search Freddie Molyneux. His story was wild. <laughs> and we've got some good stories as well. Um, lots to get through. So let's dive into it. Here we go. NS says... For such a good football analyst presenter, I honestly can't believe Jim doesn't get Aguero. It has to be the Man City tax. Has to be. Aguero is top three strikers of all time in the Premier League with Shearer and Henri. And he ain't third, says NS. Yeah. Are you a Man City fan, NS? Because if you are, then your point... Void, is isn't it? Void, not, isn't it? Void. Yeah. doesn't mean anything. Yeah, good point. It's like me, when I say Kane is better than Henri, people don't go, yeah, actually, I get what you're saying. They go, you're a Spurs fan, that's why you're saying it. If you're a Man City fan, your view is not important. You is not important, indeed. There was actually a, a comment from something that you said, actually. Where is it? Here we go. Paul Casey. This was the top comment last week, Flav. Watching Flav and James talk about Thierry Henry feels like Shutter Island. Now, I'm probably going to upset a lot of people here. I haven't seen Shutter Island. That's oh, good. Is it? Okay, you've seen it, so you might get it. Flav is the insane Teddy Daniels, Leonardo DiCaprio, and James is his partner, pretending to humour Teddy and doesn't tell him he's an insane asylum patient. James isn't telling Flav that he is insane and plays along without telling Flav he's insane. He's hoping Teddy, Flav, will realise that Henri is the greatest player in the Premier League history on his own. And so, so that he doesn't need to be given the death pen, death sentence. I don't know if that's good or not, three. but 236 likes on that. He's not. Thierry Henry isn't even the top three best players, let alone best. He's gone there. Okay, okay. I'm happy to keep the strikers. The, the players. Stri- that's the players. Strikers. He's third. Strikers, he's ahead of Aguero. I'll give you that. So the yeah, Aguero yeah, on, thing. On, where I'd are say, you at with Henry, Aguero? Shira, I don't, the, the Man City tax is certainly a thing for me. And if you think of the yeah, goals so, that, that Haaland has scored, I think that paints quite a strong picture of how Aguero was very good, but not top three and was just kind of, he's just a solid, I, solid I think, striker. You know, he, he was good. It's just, he was, there was something intensely boring about him. Do you know what I mean? Like in, in the same way that Manchester City are inherently boring, the way they've gone about their success is boring. The way they play football is boring. Henri, I mean, <laughs> Henri, Aguero was a little bit boring with it, Jim. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. He was good. He was great. But I just think it's it's very difficult. It's, it's weirdly difficult to judge Man City players. Maybe I, maybe that's something I need to reflect on. Because we're, I'm, yeah. I'm struggling to... You just, it's weird. It's, like, it's, it's almost like they've got... It's almost like they're doping in some way, isn't it? Like, yeah. I can't think. I'm, you, I'm no, I, I'm scrabbling about that word. Just came out, but it does just man. feel like 
they've got some sort of unfair advantage somehow. Yeah, and the the um, it, it's it's fine, mate. It's fine. It's fine. Like it's you can't have all the money, all the trophies, and respect. You, you don't get everything. Yeah, you'll never. That's get a great question. Name Enjoy someone. Who, name someone who's got all the money and all the respect. It's like you know when they were making and all the success. You was making. They were making Ruben Loftus cheek. Yeah, right. God was making him, molding him. Go, done a good one here. Look, yeah. Come and look at this. This is a specimen of a human being. This is what all men should look like. But it's very tricky to do what we've done. Because um, look how beautiful he is. And you know what? We're going to make him one of the best footballers to ever... Uh, of all the people that kicked for football, he's going to be one of the best. Top 0.5%. Yeah. And uh, there you go. Go and enjoy. <laughs> enjoy. Is that is it? What's, what's the downside? What was this moment? <laughs> That's it. Just Look, what I'm saying is, is that it's not, it's not, it's not fair, is it? Right. It's not fair, and that's right. what I'm saying. It's not. It isn't. There is no downside with um, Loftus Cheek because you know. I guess it's. I guess some people don't rate him, but that's it. But with Man City, we could, there's clearly there's clearly one thing the Man City fans crave, or some do, and that's the respect. Yeah. Which will never give them. And Aguero, I'm giving you a certain level of respect. I'm just not putting you in the top three. I think if you play for Man City for that long and and you've not scored more goals than everyone, something's up. And it's generally injuries, um, Sergio. And it's just like a bit boring. But it's like... Yeah, I mean, with Man City, it's like if you go there and win stuff, it doesn't count, right? So, So it's like... When Kane was going there, I was like, I mean, leave, but not with them. Like, make it a challenge. Yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? So what's, um, what's, um, what would I'm allow you to, for Man City, what would allow you to go, do you know what, fair play, this crop have done well. Is Have they got to win all well, four? Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, in no, I mean, yeah. I mean, no, they'll never get it. I don't care. They're never having it. They're never having my respect ever. But... Okay. I'll respect them this season if they pip Arsenal to the title. Then I'll give them my respect. Right, little. Yeah. I saw what in what form would it be? Just a gentle nod, or I would. Abs- I, I would blow every single Man City player if they won the league. Every single one. Who's the front of that queue? Let's say right. at the same time. Good. One, Good. two, three. Kyle Walker. Rodri. What? <laughs> All right. I thought Kyle would be there. Kyle Walker's experts. No fucking. Well, no. I don't know. Reasons. Okay. Next one. This is good. Ireland. Do you think Harlan? Do you think Harlan loves a blowjob, do you? Oh, yeah, <laughs> he absolutely loves a blowjob, yeah. Which players love <laughs> a blowjob the most? Harlan's thing. It's just into blowjobs. Like, yeah. Some men don't like them. Some, some, some men claim Who's they're overrated. Into? I think Gundogan's, no, it's fine. Let me, let me serve you. Jacob <laughs> Ford Thompson says this. Well, this is good. Again, as I say, not many funny comments this week, but lots of interesting ones. Interesting ones. Surely Ashley Cole has to get into the top three Premier League players of all time because he's the only one really with a chance of getting in the all-time world debate. What what, what do you mean? What? You you, you think (laughs) Ashley Cole should be in in the all-time best left-back that's ever played the game? Not not Maldini? See, this is what I I can't get my head around this, like the Ashley... I don't know, maybe, again, I'm sure there's probably an argument with it. This just feels like a really poor young person thing. But he's of my generation, so I don't really get it either. I get he won, every, I get he won everything, but he's like, no, no and he one, was no, good, but he's not the greatest left back of all time, is he? Yeah, no, 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 no one's, no one's picking him. Let's just, in case I'm forgetting anyone, maybe, maybe, look, maybe he is up there and I'm just sort of just saying it because... He played for Arsenal. I wonder if with this top three thing, this could go on for a while, where we like, we'll get a long list of people that are in the conversation. He's not better than Maldini. Make our way through, just figure this out. He's not better than Maldini. Was he better than Lizarazu? Marcello? Better than him? Left back's a funny one, isn't it? Because it's not really like. It's Maldini. Maldini. There's not many game changing left backs, but it's obviously it's Maldini, isn't it? Has to be Maldini. Yes, it's Maldini. Yeah, he won five Champions Leagues. Five. But do you know what? is the left back position 
and Ashley Cole's place in it in an all-time Premier League eleven is that the easiest position? And thus, does that put him in the conversation for the top three Premier League players of all time? I no, get, I get the point the there. I get, I get the point, but it's not. Um, no, no one, no one in the world, no one is ever. If you, if if we hadn't, if if we hadn't even spoken about this, you can just pick whoever you want, and they're not aware that this conversation about Ashley Cole being in the top three has <laughs> even happened. There isn't a single person on earth who's picking Ashley Cole as a top three Premier League player of all time. There just there isn't. I like the angle from Jacob here, but I, I get what you're saying. I think, so if you frame the question, like so if I frame it like I've done there, right, which player is is the first or the easiest entry into the Premier League's all-time 11, I think it's Ash, it's probably Ashley Cole. What was it? What in the all-time Premier League 11? Yeah, but if I say to you, yeah, which players? If I said to you which players are in the conversation for the top three players of all time in the Premier League, he would be fiftieth on that list that you would reel off when you're thinking of names. I, so is he being undone forget. by his position? Yes. No. I mean, I mean, he, he's a left back, so he should never win it. Like so, Gary Neville is the is he's the answer for right back probably, but he's probably not in the top hundred best uh, players in the Premier League history. So Matthew Blake says, yeah. Yes, Jim, because it's a weak position. It's a weak position. That seems unfair, yeah. doesn't it? Some I mean, positions you, are stronger than others. Well, clearly, obviously, strikers. I mean, like that. no one. Your fullbacks are made. No one chooses to play fullback. They're made, what, aren't they? Like, say, are, are we? When we're judging the greatest players of all time, are we using the wrong metric? Because say, like Haaland, right? Haaland, Haaland plays. Uh, Haaland has twenty touches a game, whereas. Jao Martinho is having yeah, but 90 Harland's touches a game and keeping the ball and he get wriggling out of things and he's making but tackles. Haaland's touches are infinitely more difficult to perform with and infinitely more important than Martinho. Josh Rogers says you're either a failed winger or a failed centre-back. It's true. You like, if you're, if, when you were a kid, James, right? And you, I'm not sure it's probably you're too good for this to happen to, but uh, I certainly I had it. On a... I got chucked to right back when I was... In the uh, in my difficult pu- uh, puberty years, yeah. So they go to oh, you're playing right back, and you're like, oh. yeah, oh, okay. What are we playing four four two again? Oh, are you dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> That's all. All school teachers play four four two. I love the thought of you playing that like, Sunday league football, <laughs> like the team gets called out, called out. You, oh my god! <sighs> and I presume we're playing four. I went. I presume it's four four two. It's not even a diamond, is it, sir? <laughs> I used to play for my school, Highbury Grove, and I used. I love to how you always... always shout out the name of your school. <laughs> no one knows I... the name of my school. Just you because... always go Highbury Grove. I know, but, but, but because I often get messages going, I went to Highbury Grove, so it's, right. I quite like it. Keep, and I was like, what year? What's it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I went to Highbury Grove School, and um, we used to play a school called St Aloysius, where Joe Cole played. Right, and I I played football with Joe Cole against him. Did you? Half... Yeah, I've told you this story. I don't remember it. Go on. I was in uh, what was it? year nine, maybe. And there's playing fields around the back uh, near. Not this doesn't matter where they are. They're near the schools, right? And um, he played the first half, and it wasn't fair. We'd lost thirteen two, and he was too. He was. It was ridiculous. <laughs> And so they took him off. So the real match was the second half, which we won. Oh, okay. Well done. Yeah. I scored. Joe Cole's nowhere near, is he? I was going to say he's got a chance. Patrice Evera, people saying, uh, when it comes to that left-back position, Dennis Irwin. Dan, I think the fact that that what kind of answers the question of how he's the easiest entry into the Premier League all-time 11 is the fact that the first name that came up was Matthew Blake saying Danny Rose. Danny Danny Rose. John, John Arnarisa. Um, Look, case no, closed. Come on. come on. They're good. They're solid left backs. Like, everyone's probably the one that gets closest, but it's actually cold by country mile. So, I'll tell you what, guys, give me, if I'll pick one of them because I can literally just go brrr, copy and paste. But can you put forward a long list of players who are legitimately in the conversation for the top three players? 
of all time in the Premier Bones, League. Why don't we? We'll why there. don't we'll we? Each week we'll build our Premier League super team. I guess it's the same as everyone else's, isn't it? Be? Yeah. Let's 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 just like let's just stick with this one for now. No. All right. We'll sorry. Um, I'll, I'll you just helping. you just be you just say funny things yeah. about. You just say funny things. Oh, let me do right. this. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, just quickly, just because um, I don't know if it was Seal Naya or if it was someone else, but someone messaged me on literally every platform because he was so outraged that when you asked the question of players that were great players and managers, I would said Franz Beckenbauer in that quick two-minute conversation. Yeah, you and did. I didn't say Johan Cruyff. Yes, Johan Cruyff Ooh, was probably the best yeah. manager and player. Yeah. Changed the game on Look, and off the pitch. But like I, the outrage of just find like he needs to everywhere. know. Okay, I've said it now. Um breathe. Yeah, bearing in mind, you know, what you've got to remember is we're just talking. Like things come up. Yeah. Sometimes your brain doesn't recall the correct information. It's not like James went, Oh no, Johan Cruyff. No, no, not no, not Johan Cruyff. Mm. Beckenbauer. Just Johan Cruyff never came to his brain. Yeah, I just went to France first. Um so just yeah, just you've got to, guys. Always remember, Shut we're just mind. talking. Just that's a great point. Well, anything. Yeah, you're upset by anything. It's just words. Yeah, they're just words. I think it that is, is worth. Before you get outraged, just remember. Just remember, words. we're just talking. And is it is it worthy? Considering it's just a conversation, is it worthy of having a go? Someone had yeah. a couple of people had a go at me for um, saying that Newcastle. The reason Newcastle's goal difference is so good is because they don't concede. Yeah. And a, a Newcastle fan, which I think is a fair co- comment, right? They've only yeah, conceded yeah, 19 goals. Yeah, their defence is incredible. But then someone who was a Newcastle fan said, How, what, are you, what are you saying? We've conceded. We haven't got a clean sheet for eight games. Okay. And I normally, well, I, normally I never comment back. Well, I had to go, go and look at the goals against Cullum. <laughs> They're doing brilliantly in that, in that area. It's, honestly, it's clearly time. an outlier. Just words as well. It's just words. Yeah. I tell you what, first of all, is it just words? Can I move on from this? Second of all, let me look into this and make sure I'm right. Then write a yeah. comment. <laughs> okay. Haraku <laughs> uh, Nakagawa. You said you danced around it with the what is world class segment, but I'd love to see more debates about how the table should be set for debating slash thinking about football and just things in general. What is the point of debating who's world class before we decide how to define world class? We question. did this. Yeah, and we did this. But uh, why would we talk about the team needing to find an identity without a clear picture of what that means? That is, a, I think that's a good one. That's why I chucked this in this. Because I Go think on. it is, this idea of when, the clubs, this lack of identity. I would love, what, what is the basic? Yeah, and this idea of stability, what's that? Those are the two that yeah. annoy me. That pundits will go. There's just they haven't Cliche. got stability. You can't stop Don't it. Going, oh, this club needs stability. What does that mean? Stability means. Yeah. Does that mean being clearer with your transfer strategy? Is that clear with your management? Sticking with the guy regardless of you're winning or losing. Because let's be honest, no one provides real stability unless you're winning. And identity yeah. is what is identity to you, Flav? It doesn't mean anything. It's a bullshit term. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it, it's like if um, if 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 team is playing well, they have good identity. If they're playing badly, there's no identity. It doesn't mean anything. It's just lazy, cliched stuff that people say when they're not sure what to say. What? Yes. I think, you know what? I think there is. I think. I think what they're lacking identity. You hear it on yeah. Sky Sports all where's, the time. Where's the identity? Where's the drive? <laughs> where's the identity? Where's the? What, what is the process? You're like, you just. You're just saying nothing because Do you, know what you I don't would really say, know what to say. Those sweet, sweet gunners, Arteta created the identity first prior to success. The club then showed stability by sticking with the manager. And then now we see the fruits. So, so, so all right, we've got to the bottom of it. Stability is just whether or not you're giving the manager time. That's what it is, right? I think stability... You can only truly believe in the stability of the club if they've gone through a difficult period, come through it with the same manager. Yeah. Unwritten rule. That is, this, this is, they've got stability there, haven't they? They might be bottom of the league, but they've got stability. Well, no, you kind of, yeah, kind of need to come through it. I need a manager that's been there for three years, or at least two and a half. Do you, do you think, of just in terms of stability, and it's interesting because obviously I don't know if it's 12 or 13 managers that have been sacked so far this this um this yeah, calendar 12. year. No, sorry, this this season. It's, it's twelve, isn't it? But Chelsea have sacked two. 
Yeah. Deserby's the 11th uh, longest reigning manager in the Premier League. <laughs> and it came in September. Uh, right. So, all right. So what of any, any of those managers, do you think it was wrong sacking? Was it incorrect to get them, get rid of them? That's such a great question. Let's have a look. Uh, let's make uh, our way through. Oh, do you know what? I sent this to someone actually. Hang on, I'll find it. Where's Kai? Bear with oh, caller. I, I hate. There you go. Fucking brave. Such a shit surgeon. What? Nothing. Right. There have been twelve sackings. One thing I did notice was that every manager who is English from the start of the season has uh, lost their job. We're not very good, are we? Oh, apart from Eddie Howe. Apart from Eddie Howe. Crucially. He's good. Newcastle fans there, didn't they? They were ready. <gasps> yeah. That Newcastle fan who went after me. Oh, I've got one. And I know he is because he's definitely still the manager. <gasps> and then I've just fucking smashed that in your face. Shut up! <laughs> um, Eddie Howe. Eddie, like, so the funny thing with Eddie Howe is that no, none of the top so big six, if you like, would have Brady, touched Brady's. him. The fans wouldn't have touched him. They just like don't want Eddie Howe. I remember having this conversation. Look at what he's doing, and he's not doing these. He's got good players, and they've signed well, but they aren't players that other clubs necessarily would have been clamouring to buy. Yeah, he's, he's done insane. brilliant with Bruno Gimmerich. Probably that is 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 the the kind of the side because I know Arsenal are in in for him, but he's mustered right. But he's done incredibly well, Eddie Howe. And it's my Eddie, Eddie Howe is my point. And and now we find ourselves in a situation with Potter, where Spurs fans were like, "No, nah, don't want Potter. Just don't want him." <laughs> really, do it, Chelsea. Where yeah. do you think you'll next see the pitter patter of Potter? Uh, Spurs is an option. To be fair, I don't know why you'd fucking come to us and work under that fucking dickhead Daniel Levy. But um, do you know what? Someone yeah. put forward the idea to me. Of a video, one of the guys in the mailbag, probably someone watching right now. Forgive me, I've forgotten your name. Of um, Premier League manager swap. If you mo if you swapped every manager, like no one gets a sack, but everyone has to swap. Could you could you make a good fit in everyone? Now I'm not. I don't want to do it now. No, that's but, a video you should do. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of yours, isn't it? Just let me get that. Right. Let me distance myself from that video. <laughs> Let's, yeah, if that comes up like on Bet Victor in the next two weeks, I'm viewing. Um, that sounds like work. Um, right, Scott Parker, Bournemouth. Who do you have been sacked? Remember? The, do you remember the, um, the, the the you know story around it, whereas he was blaming the board for not buying players. Yeah, uh, talked himself out of it. Yeah, it was, and actually they've spent a lot of money. Yeah, it was, he got, and he's been sacked twice this year. He got sacked by Bruges since they went out of the Champions League. It felt harsh, but. Um, so, but, but yeah, you, you, was the way he you spoke unfairly sacked. It was early. Yeah, he did go for it though. I kind of got it, but it it did seem it felt, it felt a little bit harsh. Felt a little it bit harsh. Like, he's it was his fault in, in my, my yeah opinion. yeah yeah. He played he played a he played a part in it that was unnecessary. Thomas Tuchel was a mistake from Chelsea, wasn't it? Thomas Tuchel's a huge mistake. Massive huge mistake. huge mistake. Great example of a lack of stability because like they'd it they would have. So I asked this question earlier in the week on the ripple effect. Would you have been, would Chelsea, the landscape of Chelsea, been in a better position if Tuchel, Tuchel was the manager today? Yeah. The answer is obviously yes. Yes. Right? So, great example of don't just sack him <laughs> for no reason. Like, form this is, is temporary. What, this is it. Form right? is temporary. Unless you're QPR. And he's, he's look, look, Bayern Munich, they know what they're doing. Bayern Munich, good. They're good, aren't they? They <laughs> yeah, sacked Nagelsmann, who was Chelsea won for Tuchel because he was available. Do you know what as well? That's I, how they... so, but they're stupid too because Bayern Munich got rid of Nagelsmann because they, he's had a bit of a wobble, not really, and panicked because they wanted to get Tuchel in. And then Tuchel's the just gone out. Was a... But Tuchel's just been knocked out of the cup by Freiburg. Yeah. So <laughs> people uh... lose football matches. The, uh, the players thought Nagelsmann was a bit of a gimp, apparently. That's what I've... That's, that was the... Uh, yeah, yeah, I think there was some stuff outside of it. So, but this is good. So uh, Scott, Scott Parker, um, fairly sacked. Tuchel, unfairly sacked. Gerard, fairly sacked. Yeah, they're just, yeah, they're fairly sacked. They just didn't do anything. They were nothing. Frank Lampard. Yeah, rubbish. Yeah. In bomb free. Yeah, they were struggling. Nathan Jesse Jones... Ma 
Nathan yeah. Jones, that was sharp. That was quick, but again, created his own downfall. Did he? He exploded. It was his fault. You can't. You can't talk about your owners. It makes the position untenable. It's not. I'm not look. And you can say what Conte unfairly, fairly sacked, isn't it? You can't. You can't talk about the way he yeah. did and throw his players under the bus and take no responsibility. So yeah, fuck him. He had to be sacked. He burnt the kids. He burnt the kids, left them in the house, set fire to the house and left them. Just walked first off. Went first from, degree went burns, second degree burns. As he's watching, no, he's dead. counting. They're himself. all dead. They're third dead. degree burn. Yeah. Um, uh, Jesse Marsh, mm, they could have hung in there. But Javi Garcia is doing very well. The problem with he, all of these, right? Harson Hootall, again, could yeah, have. Time. He just had so long and, and nothing was happening. Generally, I think, I think if you get through unwritten rule here. Twice. Unwritten rule. If you get through a, if you get through to your third manager in a season, you've had a, you've had a mess of a year. Southampton, yeah. Chelsea, QPR. Uh, Brendan Rodgers. It was getting pretty dark. Oh. I thought they might make the move. Thing is, as well, they're all just. They're all, the problem is, is, like, bomb. when do we, when do we go. unlock the turbo boost, the bounce? I, I'm, look, the, the one, the big one, I think they got they got wrong was Vieira. I thought the Palace looked good under Vieira, and I know they that was it for twelve defeats, yeah. twelve without a win. But yeah, a tough run of games, and, and and the run now is nice. He might yeah, he might have got them over the line, and you'd be and yeah, exactly. I think that's one of those where if you want to things though is weird. They've kind of weirdly provided themselves with a bit of stability by bringing back Roy Hodgson. It's Brighton. kind of yeah, these sort of Hodgson and Lampard are they the new era where you just to go. You you have Hodgson and Lampard on standby every season for a little ten game burst at the end because they've got like good vibes. Maybe that's the future, um, as forecasted on the ripple effect in week two of the podcast. Imagine not following that. Uh, yeah, go and listen to it. What do you make of this um, Lampard going back? How have how have they gone from Thomas Tuchel to Frank Lampard in the same season? Like. It's mental, that is. That, yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced. I'm almost convinced by his first entire season, season that Todd Bowley is a fucking lunatic. In terms of footballing sense, he might be a very nice person, but uh, he's, think... he's, his approach to football is mental. Yeah, yeah. I, I so I just done a video uh, quickly talking about Lampard, and when I got to Bowley. So if you were in a room with Todd, what would what would be your advice? Because just mine stop. mine is just Todd, are you okay? I'd be like, Todd, first of all, let's focus on you, a bit of self-care. Are you okay? Because it's a very pressured job. I understand that. Second thing I'd say is you need to take a breath and slow down. <laughs> like it's just slow down. Because he's yeah. like putting forward um, I, this I, idea of stability that we've been talking about. Five year contract. Manager. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Who's, you know, clearly like a smart guy. And then you've just, you just shut the bed. He has shut the bed, really, didn't he? 
he, he's not behaving like a chairman. He's behaving like he's like it's a toy or something. There's the a issue, huge lack of he's... nerve here. There's a huge lack of nerve from the top. Like, is the, he the... the right guy or not? If he's not, don't sign. Don't make him the manager in the first place. You egg. But he doesn't know. He doesn't. If he doesn't know, if he doesn't know football to to this level, like this this thing, like this idea that 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 they have in America where they truncate payments over a long period of time for a player in football that's so risky any of those players that they bought worth the money they paid and i'm not saying they're paying three million ten million a season and all that there is a reason why everybody hasn't done what they do because you're you're committing to an eight-year contract to with with these players and football you can go from being fernando torres best striker in europe to being the worst in one season one move Hummin Son has been one of the worst forwards in the Premier League this season no one predicted that yesterday he won the golden boot this year looks like half the player that doesn't mean you still don't owe all the money you've committed to. so he's, his approach is mental in my opinion he's bought loads of players that for too much money who have made fundamentally Chelsea are worse this season than they were yesterday like the season before and they spent something like 450 million pounds They've just spent £17.8 million on a 15-year-old Ecuadorian. Like, it's... what The problem here is... Nothing against 15-year-olds or Ecuadorians, by the way. Yeah, but he shouldn't be paying £17 million for them. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Whether they're Ecuadorian or otherwise. That's all I'm saying. There's nothing against them or Ecuador. I love Ecuador. (laughs) 2023 there in a couple of sentences. I'm panicking. (laughs) The Ecuadorian community. I fucking love Ecuador. (laughs) I love 15-year-old. No, I don't mean that. Do you understand what I'm saying? The problem is, is, in order for a football club to work, and trust me, I know this now because Spurs are going through it, that we're kind of being left behind by the other clubs because our manager chooses regulation over ambition. Um, our, our chairman, rather. Anyway, so so whatever that, whatever the message is coming from the top is going to impact how a manager is able to manage. And the fact that he's sacked Tuchel shows how little, how little he knows. Like you're better off having Tuchel in 10th place and then rebuilding for next year because they're 11th now, right? You're, you're better with all of this with Tuchel at the helm. Even if you have a poor season, it's not the end of the world if you have that much money. In order, if Chelsea are not in the Champions League this year, take the transitional year, get some stability with the manager, and allow him to build and have the best manager to do it. They had the best manager. Now they've got Frank fucking Lampard. There's no identity. Like, what qualifies? <laughs> No identity there, Jimbo. It's <laughs> mental. Maybe there's something in these the phrases because actually, I get what you mean. Like this is the thing. It's like it just everyone just panics. They just like it. Look at I know you don't won't like this, but look at Arsenal as a blueprint. Where you go, absolutely. You go okay, manager. You talk, sit down with the manager. Go. How do you want to see this go in? How do you want to play? Right, what kind of player do we want? Right, we probably want hungry ones. Right, is it going to take a little bit of time with some of these guys? Yes, probably. And understand that that takes time. You have to create the building blocks of manager with a clear vision, giving that manager time to do it, not not panicking when it goes wrong. And the thing is as well, right? Say Brendan Rodgers, right? Two seconds this week, right? Brendan Rodgers and Potter. Great example here is that Brendan Rodgers, right, has done incredible stuff at Leicester and it is, will be a legend there because winning the FA Cup is a huge, huge deal. Talk about the fifth place finishes and uh, if they could have done better, you know, they got themselves even into that position, which was incredibly impressive, right? But with 10 games to go, they are they were sinking really, really fast. And so making that change is necessary because it's, it's a grave moment where you could go down, right? Yeah. The thing that I like, and I've probably, like, this goes against the video that I did with saying, like, fair enough, like, he's obviously clearly struggling. But the more I think about it, it's like, Chelsea Chelsea are unlikely to win the Champions League. They are. There is no way that they get into the Champions League. So this isn't a, and they're financially fine, aren't they? For yeah. now, right? So... And you obviously, and you obviously didn't have a plan for the next guy. Otherwise, you would have gone bump, bump, change. Fucking slow down. <laughs> what? What? So, what is a project manager? What? What is Nagelsmann, Luis Enrique, or whoever it might be? 
Pochettino. Going to do at Chelsea, but Tuchel couldn't. And, and do you know what? Say you bring in Nagelsmann, right? Say you bring in Nagelsmann. You've not in, so the thing with Potter is you've not empowered him, and the one thing that he's done wrong is he's probably not empowered himself. Arteta has a bit more of that kind of bullish alpha male leadership that Potter doesn't have. But say you bring in Nagelsmann, there's absolutely no reason why Nagelsmann comes in, and because it's a young group of players, struggles, and and by struggle I mean they're seventh. In January, what's going to happen then? Are you going to like? There's absolutely no reason yeah. why Chelsea could be miles off the Champions League next year. Are you going to? Are you going to hold your nerve then? This is the thing well, I don't get with Top Bowley. It's like, when are you going? At some stage, you need to hold your nerve because before it looked like you're you've got the clear vision of going. Well, look, we're going to buy these players, and they're going to be here, and that's it. And put my, like then I put my checkbook down. Off you go. This is it. But you're right. Like football changes so quickly that that could be a very precarious thing. And then yeah. with the manager that you've got that supposedly develops players, you've bottled it. So yeah. he seems. I mean, possible. we knew that it didn't feel right when he he took over, though. So so we're not surprised. I think we even said that he won't see the end of the season. And I think a lot of people assume that as well. But so yeah, I, 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 it, it was it was the wrong appointment. It's another wrong decision by Todd Bowley, bringing in you you know that that side. I watched them play Liverpool uh, the other night, and they've got some good players, really good yeah. players. And they probably yeah. should be they should be further up. They've got no striker, and this is this is this is in part part of the problem with Potter's style is that in, in certainly with Chelsea he didn't he didn't, he, didn't, he had Kai Havertz who isn't a four he isn't a number nine but you know does his best kind of thing um but it, the, the style of play enables them lots of possession around the box in and around the box and not having a striker there they're essentially giving up a striker for a sort of false nine style forward who likes to drop deep but, but they, they there's no there's no there's no fault there's no pinpoint to What's the word? Actually, that's bullshit. I don't know what it is, but the, there's no focal point to right. um, to the attack. And or, or um, vocal point, if you make a Richards, because no one's still no one's told him that it's does vocal he say vocal point. point. He keeps saying vocal point. I can't answer it. Someone tell him. If anyone meets him, <laughs> just bloody tell him. Um, Sorry, Mika. It's just to say it's focal, they're, they're, point, they're, vocal they're, point. But they've got they've got some good players, but I don't know if that's they're they're they're, they're good enough. To, to guarantee a top four finish, obviously they're not. Well, I, th- I think. Do you know what it shows? It shows. Yeah, Spurs, say, they were terrible. Say Man United, their xG this year is um, what is it? It's forty, right, for goals, and they've scored forty-one goals. Right, that sounds like you're you're okay there, right? Harry Kane, his xG is sixteen. He scored twenty-one goals, and Man City and Arsenal, their xG is fifty-nine, fifty-seven expected goals they both scored 70 goals so you need to be exceeding your xg and so that is that's the as much as they spent crazy amounts of money on forwards they're sort of loose forwards they're not your you know put your you know put your house on it gonna score gonna outdo xg year in year out bizarrely right chelsea would if chelsea had bought danny ings in january i think graham potter still be in the job because it's just about finishing the chances. They create enough chances. They don't bloody take them. So they're like one player away. So again, just calm down. Um, yeah. Although I, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm quite yeah. keen on them failing as well. Oh, uh, yeah, fuck them. Do you know what I mean? But oh, gotcha. Yeah, fuck them. What happens? Tell me this. Lampard wins seven of his nine. <laughs> Got to stay, isn't he? Got to give him the job. That's that's essentially what you've done. Chelsea fans are probably happy. There's, I'm sure um, Rory's over the moon with a completely yeah, and, and that's fine. It's fine, but he's yeah. me, he's completely mediocre manager, completely not suited to or, or not able to manage the club size. Any club for a matter, it's been failure everywhere he's gone. So I don't know. I'm glad they've got him. I do. I, the Saying only thing that, that would be more wins, hilarious. Probably will win seven. And- They'll win the Champions League, guaranteed. And yeah, he, he, <laughs> yeah they will. If they he will. wins the Champions League, does he? He's got. He, you have I to give him the job, don't you? Got to give him the job. We but, know the rule, James. We know the rule. 
but at the same time, as, literally as you sign, as yeah, that's true. As you sign the contract, he knows. He knows on on July first as he signs that contract because they as because after you know a week of celebrating, having beaten Man City in the Champions League, where it is whoever it'll be. He knows he's out by October. <laughs> he knows. He, he knows. Yeah, he's gone you know, by of you know. It's, no it's, it's rinse and repeat. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know who Chelsea have been linked with? I'm just looking at a tweet now. Um, Jose Mourinho coming back, Luis Enrique or Nagelsmann, we know, and Nuno Espirito Santo. It- D- Danny Murphy. I've, I've generally liked Danny Murphy. Bizarrely, mm. I know a lot of people don't, but his his sort of um. <laughs> His snobbery towards elite coaches <laughs> when he was talking about Luis Enrique and I think it was Lampard as well. I mean, let's say Lampard, but Enrique and there was someone, Nagelsmann. Who's like, Nag- he, so his problem with Nagelsmann that he was 35, regardless mm. of all the experience he's got, far more than you, Danny. And the um, the, the other thing was, who was it? Luis Enrique. He goes, <laughs> he goes, I mean, he did all right at Barcelona, but he's been pretty dodgy since then. <laughs> I was just like, what? <laughs> like, he, like, I get, I kind of get the point that you're making, but like, I just found it hilarious as Danny Murphy. Yeah. Anyway. Well, like, don't talk to me about pundits, fucking, what's his name? Genius. Genius. Jamie Jones, like, I can't watch this team anymore. This team is so much better than any fucking thing you played in. Probably not true, but yeah. Yeah. Modric's near him, didn't he? Quote of the week. Um, want to shout him out as well, uh, Clates. If you guys don't know Clates, um, he looks a bit like me actually. That seems to be a thing that does the rounds. But more importantly, he's a very, 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 very good YouTuber who makes great content and has uh, a desire to have interesting and original ideas. So go and check out his YouTube channel, and he's on Twitch a lot, streaming FM. Anyway, this was his comment uh, last week's pod. This pod was quintessentially Jaffin. I listened over the course of about five sittings and each was wildly different. Summed up by the swinging metronome that is Flav's character. So one, (laughs) Flav tells a story about standing on a slug within the first minute. Two, Flav picks Jan Vertonghen as the third best Premier League player ever. Three, Flav engages in a genuinely astute and calm football discussion discussing the credentials of Vincent Company's managerial future. Four, Flav offers a heartfelt and kind encouragement to US fans of the English football. Five, Flav says the line, there's nothing better than a bit of schoolboy violence, is there? (laughs) (laughs) See you next Uh, week. Well, I hope you enjoyed it, Clay. Good. Um, Not all good comments, sadly, last week. Callum C said this, could you make a video on this new Irish golden generation? There's a lot of excitement building over them after a horrible few years. French fans were really praising them last week. No. No. No, of course not. What are you talking about? I'll tell you, Callum, I can't. I... Let me explain what we'll do. Thank you very much. What we'll do is I'll wake up the day of the podcast and in the 20 minutes that will then lead to probably maybe 30 minutes that will mean that we're late starting the podcast, which we do every single week, but somehow the patrons keep coming back. I will then, off the top of my head, try and find the biggest talking points that we can talk about briefly, poorly. Whilst I'm screenshotting comments and putting them in the running order. Yeah. No, I won't be doing... We're not going to be doing a video on this Irish golden generation that hasn't qualified for anything Don't yet. care. Don't care. Don't care about them. Tell me one player. I couldn't tell you. So you I couldn't even tell you an about... Irish footballer. I, I couldn't tell you, James, if my life depended on it. I couldn't tell you a single fucking player who is Irish currently. Declan Rice, Jack Grealish. Declan Rice isn't Irish, is he? Because he plays for England. Yeah, good point. Oh, do uh, you know Harry Kane's you want, Irish? You, Callum, you want me to talk about international football in April? Oh, in the middle of the Premier League and what? the Champions League and everything's going on? You want me to talk about international... Callum, I, you're lost, mate. You're fucking... Not only lost. You're a bit, you're a bit, I've got to say it. I've got to say it. You're being a bit of a prick, yeah. mate. I don't even want to talk about international football during a World Cup. I'm not doing it now. Hmm. Certainly not doing it about bloody Ireland. Yeah, I'm, me- I'm struggling. I'm struggling to to talk about Gareth Southgate in or out <laughs> at oh. this stage because we've done it five hundred oh. times. Oh. So one week ban, Callum. 
Right. Yeah. He's calling it. It's a new bit on the podcast where we want you to put in the most ridiculous stories and we will either call it or not call it. Either way, hopefully we'll be able to I'm still not over that. We can't even bring it up. I can't even tell it, but I'm still, I still have flashbacks to that story, the other one. Yeah, so Freddie... Freddie Not told us one story, which is one. yeah. There's one about a dead dog um, that's in the comment section last week. But he also then told us about another one, which we just can't. You can't. You can't bring it up. You yeah. can't bring it up. And it's not like I'm a flirting thing. Oh, maybe we'll say it on the on the mail. No, we're not talking about. We're it. never going to so say no. it. Yeah. I wish I'd never heard it. So I'm definitely not going to spread it to thousands of people. Yeah. That it, it, honestly, I as soon as he told, and there's, there's no point. As soon as he told me, I, I could I, the image. Oh my god. They're like, oh, I've got this terrible story to tell you, Freddie. It's Freddie, wasn't it, the guy? I'm yeah, sure Freddie. Pretty yeah. sure it's Freddie. But what do you know what he also said lad. to me? What's a good-looking <laughs> lad, though, Jim? Yeah. He, he claimed that, because um, I always find this funny, when people claim that people that might be gay. Like, Freddie, I'm going to check you under the bus here, because it's funny. And, and if he, I don't know if he's gay or if he's not. I couldn't care less. But he said, apparently, Les Ferdinand's gay. <laughs> I was like, why? I don't, okay. <laughs> I don't care. So, so, just anyway. by the way, Les Ferdinand is gay. <laughs> yeah. Um, the did you, and know, it, you know, uh, the best thing actually, but this guy was telling me his mate was with him, and every time he started to tell a story, Freddie, his mate had heard this story previously, and he was going, "Oh my god, he's going to tell him that." <laughs> so funny. <laughs> anyway, right, calling it, Mr. Fred Gamer. My my story, people don't believe. This is a quick one to get us warmed up. Pulling onto the motorway in one of those trailers that pulls horses joined uh, the on on joined on the ramp in front of us. I don't know what that means. Only it wasn't a horse, it was a giraffe. <laughs> With its head poking out a little gap at the top of the trailer, which was at least 10 feet tall. And I've yeah. told anyone, they've looked at me like I need serious help. No, I, I, I believe you. Yeah, yeah okay no, I'm not that. calling that. I've got one, Jim, Just, I, I, and this is something that almost no one believes. I, think, I don't think you believe me when I say this. This is the this swan is, thing. Yeah, this is true. Driving down the M4, there was a car parked on a... On, on a on the hard shoulder, and there was a woman wrestling a bloodied swan into the back of the car. I've brought this up before and, and been ridiculed for it, but uh, it was true, and I can I swear on my children's lives that it happened. Swan chat <laughs> coming soon to the Japan podcast. You got to uh, rate a swan, a majestic bird. They're beautiful, aren't they? Yeah, uh, we had um. <laughs> Actually, I'm not gonna say. I've probably said it before, and the numerous times you brought up this one thing because it's the only thing I have to say about swans. Doesn't matter. David Ababarco, Ababarco. When I was uh, 11, back in 2009, my brother-in-law took me to a United. I presume he means Sheffield United. No, it's oh, it's Man. Sorry, Man United Stadium tour on this like gold package deal thing where in the afternoon we got to go to the training ground, Carrington, for a walk around there. First team training session was in the morning, so it wasn't in full flow, but there were still a few senior players dotted about. Only younger players, though. There wasn't any star names. Anyway, when we were walking around the training pitches, I needed to go to the bathroom. So one of the tour guide people took me to the bathroom. I'm 11 at the time, so he didn't need to come into the bathroom with me. So he, took, he, so he just took me there and stood outside to take me back to the tour after I'd done. I walk through both sets of doors into the main bathroom and go to the far end cubicle. And as I walk past the middle one, I see former Man United Brazilian midfielder Anderson sat lid down, shorts up, with two slices of red velvet, sort of hiding with cake. <laughs> <laughs> one nestled on a paper napkin between his legs and the other mid-bite. I left the bathroom immediately and said it was a false alarm. Holding it until we left. Was that going to mean you can't wee anymore? I don't... I I, I think it... I, I think it's bullshit. Yeah, I'm a bit... I, I, I mean, you, you, go, you, don't leg, you don't leg it and not have a wee and hold it. No Just man holds it. If a man needs a wee and he's in a toilet, he's going to have the wee. He's not going to go, no, it I'm going to hold it for two hours. You're not a woman. It, look, you can understand the, a world where a footballer would want to hide eating cake from the people around him. And he mm. was a little bit sort of rotund for a footballer, by footballer standards. Yeah, a little chubby cheeks, didn't he, actually? Um, but but then he's an 11-year-old boy. He might run away. You do silly things when you're 11. I oh, know he shouldn't be eating cake. Better get out of here. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Mm. Last one. Uh, this was uh, this wasn't in calling it, but we were talking about. Um, do you remember last week we were talking about how rugby players just love sort of banter 
Yeah, and, uh, in each other's mouths, don't they? And stuff like yeah, that. exactly. And uh, I was saying how uh, Shepherd Hallam, there was a rumor that for banter to two rugby players had uh, made love <laughs> for a laugh. Yeah, it's a laugh, made, isn't it? Made sweet and gentle, laugh. caressing love to, to each other, to one another. Anyway, Joey uh, Shaffy says, received some PTSD during this podcast, last week's podcast. I went to Shepherd Hallam for my PGCE, and a few of the rugby lads tried to recruit me after seeing me coach a rugby session with my peers. They came across nice and civilised in the broad light of day, and they suggested that I come to pre-drinks with them in a few days' time. I went with another lad who was on my PGCE and have never forgiven him or kept in contact after what occurred at those pre-drinks. We were given the message to walk straight into the house, and when we turned up, to my surprise, the entire team was in the house with a drink in one hand and one of their own frozen shits in the other. Well, I sat wow. in the bathroom. I sat in the bathroom for two hours until he went out and vanished into the night, scared and whimpering. What? What? Um, I, I know that's true. That's true. I'm not calling that at all. That is 100 percent true. They. I, it's not just rugby players, but typically rugby players and footballers, they do mental stuff. Like they're in their own hotel room and they'll shit in their own bath and go, look. And you're like, what? You've shat in your own room in the bath. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? No, it's yeah, not funny. Uh, yeah. You're a fucking creep. Let, oh, yeah. Let me go get my medals for bath poos. There you go. Look, I mean, I shat in, did a poo in the shower. It's well funny. Am I going to clean up? No. Some poor fucking underpaid cleaner is going to have to p- pick up your shit. <laughs> yeah. Threatening. Totally. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Any more rugger stories? Let us know. Not sure if it's funny or not. Probably got one week left, I presume. The pavement. Thomas Martin says my sister's my sister's boyfriend plays rugby, and their banter is called bird bath. You have a guy <laughs> pinch his scrotum with two fingers, and another person has to drink a shot out of it as a forfeit. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Hang on, guy. You have a guy like that. He's, scrot- makes like a little cup in the scrot. <laughs> drink a shot out of it. Shot, 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 shot. Hang on, hang on. I don't get it. I think it's you have to roll it you up have and a create guy a little cup. Pinch, you have a guy pinch his scrotum with two fingers. Is, is it you and your scrotum? Yeah, you make a cup. He says make you make a cup out of the scrotum. You imagine stand, you stand up and show me what you're doing. Me? Yeah, don't show it. Look, literally. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm going to show you my, my balls. Like that. Can you see? No. Well, you sort of roll. I'm so confused. Like that, like this. <laughs> right, right. And then you piss into that. Right. And then someone has to go down. You know, imagine that's my scrote. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that. Sort of. And then and then you put the, the, the Sambuca in there and your mate comes along and sucks it out. <laughs> Right. Typical normal stuff. Sure. Just innocent men. <laughs> Just right. innocent men. Just normal men. Uh, the pavement remembers. Uh, the opposite of the streets will forget. We've got a couple of uh, inductees. Joe A says the pavement will always remember Gareth Barry with the sheer amount of appearance he has on the pitch. That On this uh, Gareth Barry comment, and this will annoy the person, but again, if you if you do want to see it, I won't show you it now. But underneath this comment, there was someone who wrote literally an essay, which I didn't read too long. And then under that wrote, I know it's a bit cringe to reply to my own <laughs> comment. He then spoke, added something extra to it and then wrote another comment underneath that. Tough time. I think his name was James. Um, but I, I didn't read any of it because it's too long. Because we can't do uh, massive essays. Not got it in me. Uh, I'll, I'll read it, James. I'll read it for you. Just yeah, so you know that someone's read it. Time. Oh, sorry. I just well, I think yeah. it was just like it was. Yeah, but it was like it wasn't a good story. It was just right, like just leave it, James. He's already dead. For fuck's sake, you didn't read it. Just leave it. <laughs> it wasn't worth my time. I want everyone to know. <laughs> but what you expecting me? To, but honestly, just hear me out. Are you expecting me it. to read two thousand words on Gareth Barry? Is it? Yeah. Is it two thousand? Oh, something like mate. that. Got something. To, we've got a lot to do. Iron Lion's Iron says the pavement will always remember Mark Pembridge. Good choice. He did everything for Fulham. Throw-ins, corners. He brought oranges on at half-time. He drove the team bus. Anything for the team. What a guy. Yeah, that's good. And Lufty. How do you feel about this one? Pavements will always remember Michael Brown, a reliant Robin of a footballer. Dirty 
yeah. dirty little dirty. He's so dirty, dirty little bastard. He was so, so dirty. dirty. Um, I, do you know what? You say you remember him. I can't remember anything he ever did. I don't even think I remember seeing him play for Spurs, and he played about eighty games for us. When I think of him with Spurs, I think of him in those Kappa top yellow kit, right? yellow. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't thinking yellow. I was thinking the whole kit, but yeah. Um. Anyway, no, I was. Uh, I got lots. I got a lot of stick from my grey jumper last week, didn't I? It was uh, the people said I was looking like I was on on the day release. How was it? I thought they, I thought it was the hair, but yeah, it wasn't greasy either. Like, I was fucking. I read someone's called greasy hair where Flav's let himself go. It's greasy hair. I was like, I literally had a shower that morning and washed it. It was greasy. Anyway, okay. And someone just said when we was having scrotum chat, someone just said, "I love it here." <laughs> in the garden, <laughs> on the page, who is it? Yeah, Mickey says, "Good times." <laughs> Adam Sullivan, I love it here so much. <laughs> um, f- fucked up school games. Finley Woodward. We had a game in a, uh, about year eleven, I think it was, where you would play one touch, one bounce. But if you messed up, then everyone would attack you. Ash says we used to play a game called Join the Crew at school lunch. About 30 of us uh, would meet behind the sports hall at the top of the field and would have to run the length of the hall where two people would be stood in the middle. It was the job of those two people to catch you, to take you down to the ground and beat you up until you said join the crew. Where you would then join in to having to catch people. A bit like British Bulldog, isn't it? British Bulldog got banned in my school. Didn't weren't it. allowed to play it if you saw if we'd seen playing it the teachers would come out and stop it it is quite violent and it's concrete as well we didn't have grass so we just yeah. played it on concrete same people that don't know do they know everyone knows what british bulldog is don't they yeah there was that and there was um there's one called dragons i think british bulldog is a bit more violent yeah you basically have to run from one one end of the school playground to the other and the other person had to stop well they actually got we were allowed to play it if it was just touched, but it used to be you have to you have to be tackled to the ground. That's it. Dragons was touch. British Bulldogs oh. was um, you like actually grabbed them. Probably can call it British Bulldog now. Get cancelled. That's gone, man. That's gone, man. Toby Unwin. Uh, I met a Toby on the live show. If it's you, hello. Fucked up games. Bruise ball. <laughs> Not to be conflated with Bielsa's murder ball. After it started raining on the Astro, six of us found refuge in the squash court and we started to play one touch in there. The wall made a thunderous clap when the ball hit hit it, so we were all smashing it as hard as we could. Still wet, sliding around everywhere. It was all good fun until one of our mates switched the lights off. Pandemonium. Absolute darkness. Walking walk to the wall territory. Word spread of our antics and at the next opportunity, about 15 of us snuck back into the squash court with about 11 footballs and one rugby ball. Project Darkness was resumed. Stumbling around, footballs flying everywhere, tripping over both the balls and each other, walking headfirst into walls, trying to find the rugby ball. Brackets, that was the aim, apparently. The meta quickly emerged. Stop caring about the ball, lest you become the target, and just attack each other under the guise of playing the game. Darkness masking your identity. Mass scrums would form, accompanied by a few lads standing on the edges, pelting footballs blindly into the scrum. It became a cathedral of chaos. The bell eventually rang, and we all emerged battered, bruised, and out of breath and sweaty. All of us grinning like Cheshire cats. Bliss. <laughs> Good. And that's your podcast. That is your podcast. I was going to talk about uh, Liverpool Arsenal, but. Because it is a big game. Do you remember we used to do that? Do you remember we used to try and guise the podcast in um, in a preview of the big the big match? Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it doesn't really make Didn't a need to do that. Does it? Sort of same views. Yeah, too too big for that now, Jim. Mm. Um, is there any? Can you just give me some vague hope that the Arsenal might drop points and City will win every game? But you're, uh, Jurgen Klopp has not beaten a team more. Uh, in the Premier League than Arsenal. 12 in his whole career. Freiburg is the most with 13. He could match that this weekend. And also he did... Well, he dropped a lot of those players. You expect to rest them. The Anfield crowd. The Anfield crowd. Could you check that out? He didn't drop them. He rested them, didn't he? He rested them. Salah is fit. Do you reckon he looked at this and thought... Chelsea at home, we probably could get a result, at least draw there. Chelsea were. Yeah. And then at home against Arsenal, we're going to need our best. Yeah, sorry. And, and our, we're going to need our best players, and that's what it is. And they've had like a week's rest, pretty much. Um, I think Newcastle it may be always going to be difficult, sure. isn't it? Newcastle always going to be difficult for Arsenal, surely. 
Chelsea are a better team than their league position. Good team. Got Lampard. Lampard. They've fucked that. They've got, fuck. They've got tricky games. They do still have some tricky games left. City. Of, of City. Sure. I don't, they couldn't, they? Because City could win their game in hand. That would be five. They could beat Arsenal at Main Road. Uh, sorry, the he had. That would be two. And then Arsenal... Uh, I'll tell you what, here, this will help you. Here you go, here you go, here you go. Look, yeah, go on, go what on, we must, go on. What one must remember is Man City have got a game in hand, okay? Arsenal are eight points clear. Arsenal, yeah. Man City win that game in hand. They are starting to purr. They've got That's easier five. games this weekend as well, okay? So let's yeah. say even just this game, Anfield away, so you draw it. Man City play Southampton at home. That would mean that six. they at six points with a game in hand, win that game in hand, all of a sudden... It's, win that game in hand, that's three. That's three, and you've, still, three, got and play, you've still got to play Arsenal. Win that at Etihad. Yeah, that and you're beating them on goal difference. You're beating them on goal difference. And then Arsenal have to win every game. Every and, single one. And, and go miles past Man City's goal difference because Arsenal's goal difference point. will have gone that's backwards because they've lost to Man City. That's a point, James. That is a point. The goal difference is a point. Yeah. There you go. It's fine. Keep it's calm. fine. Keep calm. Brilliant. What a way to end. I said they thank do God look good. Thank um, God for that. Um, thank God for that. Thank God for that, Jim. Jesus. You, just to, just to guarantee it. Just so if I can chat this in the world. Well, there's oh, no... As well. We've got that story as well. We've got the whole bottle drop story to bring up when they don't do it. I'll be getting yeah, yeah, that yeah. in the locker. I've had that in the locker over there. forgot about it. Uh, QPR will not win this week. Just to be... just like, Before you all start messaging me... That it's not happening. Okay, let's just all accept that, Jim. and we're going down, and that's it. We'll leave it there. We'll see you next it. week. There's no, not nothing to talk about. Guaranteed defeat. Right. Uh, have a great week. Lots of love. Have a great yeah, Easter. I got a really bad feeling. Yeah, we're got gonna. We are. Yeah. No, no. I know. We all understand that. There's no way we get anything from this game against Preston. See you next time. I really don't want. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 